This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. We're really excited because for the 1,000th time, we get to say welcome to NASCAR America, your weekday pit stop for all things NASCAR here on NBC Sports. Yes, it's Elimination Sunday, but it's also Celebration Friday as we talk to drivers here at the Peacock Pit Box and likely get into trouble somewhere in the infield. So our goal today is just not to get fired before show number 1,001. <laughs> We're going to set the bar high. And when you're trying to bat 1,000, you need some heavy hitters. These guys combined, as you guys know, you have over 1,000, 1,299 cup starts to be exact. Oh, wow. But only one of us was on the very first episode oh, of NASCAR yeah. America. Or, of yeah, who was it? It was me. Oh, it's right. It was. Yeah. It was Dale Jr. Yeah. It was me? It yeah. was. It was you. Oh, really? I knew it wasn't me. Yeah, I know. Both of us were like process yeah. elimination. I was like, yeah. it wasn't me. It was. It was the Monday after you won the Daytona 500. That was the well, very me. first NASCAR America. Hey, I don't, you know, I've been sitting here thinking that I've only been on a few of these shows, and it's kind of been in the last couple of months. So you guys got all this, uh, all these great highlights that I don't have yet. But I didn't know I was on the first show. How about that? Yeah. Did you all know right. that Krista has all of these DVR'd, though? That she yes. goes back and watches oh. every every show. Cool. No, I have, them on, yeah. I have them on VHS, just because I know you like VHS tapes so much. I do. We'll get those on uh, digital one of these days. Yes. Yeah. yeah, one of these days. All right. All I know is after this show is done, there'd better be cake. If we're having, I don't know if it's oh. as a birthday or an anniversary, but there'd better be cake. What else do we have planned for you over the next hour? Some really good stuff. We've got two very special guests coming by the pit box. The local hero, Kansas native Clint Boyer, is trying to keep his season alive with a strong run at his home track. And seven time will be here too. Jimmy Johnson stops by as he goes for his fourth win here at Kansas Speedway. And right after this show, one of the most critical Monster Energy Cup Series qualifying sessions of the year. The only one that follows a birthday party or an anniversary party. We're not sure. We know it's a milestone. That's at 7 Eastern. Okay, let's get serious. It's Elimination Weekend. The question of who will join Eric Almarola and Chase Elliott in the round of eight will be answered. Those outside the cut line must pull out all of the stops here at Kansas or their title dreams are over. And one of those drivers is Kyle Larson. He's already had a bad week, being docked 10 points for a violation at Talladega. And his misfortune continued today as he made contact with the wall in first practice, forcing the 42 team to go to a backup car. Now, Larson spoke to Dave Burns shortly after this incident. I'm mad at myself. Made a mistake, got loose, and had it corrected. And then it's like the second time I corrected. I don't know if I got it on the splitter or what, but then it didn't turn and went straight. So, um, yeah, I just hated that we uh, or I wrecked a primary car there. I'm sure our backup car will be fine. Um, you're always pretty good here at Kansas, so we should be fine. I've been in a backup car here before and been really fast, so uh, just dig deep and, and work hard and uh, see what we can do on, on Sunday. 
So, yeah, there's some serious stuff going on inside that garage, especially with that 42 team, Dale. So what's the mood? I know uh, that they're still going through the appeals process, the final appeal uh, still coming uh, this evening, but some serious business. I've been thinking about this, wanted to try to find something very positive because I really like Kyle Larson as a driver and competitor. Uh, I, I know they've had a lot of issues recently, and this seems to be the round that they just can't find what it takes to get through and get to that round of eight, but uh, they do have a lot of things going on. It's not from a lack of effort, uh, but Junior, I, I know he's trying to say that the backup car is just as good, and, and maybe this day and time, but I think that's a driver trying to sell himself on the fact that we'll be fine, and I like this track. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as a, I've been in this situation too, and, and, and when I think about it from a driver's standpoint, I think his attitude and his personality, uh, the team's attitude needs to be, we're in the same position coming in uh, to, to Saturday when we unload that backup car that we were in when we unloaded the primary. We got just as good a shot to win this race. You have to believe that. And you have to believe that that backup car can be, with a little tuning, a little adjusting, just as good as that primary car. And that's the, that's the, that's the, the attitude that you need to carry all the way into Sunday. Believe, believe, believe that you still have a shot and that the odds of winning have not changed one bit. Obviously, he's going to have to come from the back, but, you know, he's he's got the car to do that. He's got a car that's capable of doing that, and he also loves this racetrack. He talks about how much fun he has here and the different grooves that you can run at this racetrack, and he, we know he loves running on the wall when he can, and this is one of those racetracks that begs for it. So I think he'll be psyched and motivated on Sunday. Yeah, I, I have to think that maybe even the 10 points that they're getting docked might be a bigger issue than going to the backup car because I think from where he was at 26, that, that that could be, I know that's a big hill to climb, but we've seen Jimmy Johnson at Dover where you thought he was invincible a couple of years ago have an issue, a park break. We think that Martin Truex Jr., that nothing can possibly go wrong and he would have any problem here, but you just don't know what can happen. So I think that Larson could have got himself with 26 back that he could have had two good stages and made up a lot of points there and then race for it at the end, not having to win. With the 10-point deficit, I think he's in a must-win situation. Yeah, sure. he was He was in – he felt now he was in a must-win situation from the, from the time that he got here, uh, regardless of the penalty. And I would do that – I would do that too as a driver because – as a driver, you want one objective. Tell me one thing to do. And, and if you say, man, all you got to do is go out there and win the race. Got it. I'll focus on that. The drivers that are really around the bubble have to worry about where they are, where everyone else is, taking care of their car and all that stuff. They don't, they don't have one objective. they got a lot of different things to think about and a lot of concerns. Now, obviously, it'd be nice to have yeah. all them points back, but uh, they don't. So he, he can just say, look, my objective is to win. That's what we're going to focus on. I think he was doing that this morning when he got out of shape. He was he was bound and determined to dominate from the first lap of the racetrack when he got here and just got in there a little too much and asked for a little bit too much too early. They got a great car up in the trailer. They'll get out, they'll get it ready, and they'll work on it, massage on it, and try to find the speed in it tomorrow. So kind of some freedom in just that one-dimensional right. aspect. Uh, you can hear the cars behind us on the track. That's ARCA Series qualifying going on right now, and our Cup uh, Monster Energy Cup drivers getting ready for qualifying of their own. The fans are probably trying to stay warm, although the sun is out. Marty Snyder and Kyle Petty, are you guys out with the fans or are you trying to build a fire somewhere? What's happening? We're, we're with the fans yes. and we're, yeah.
Yes, trying to build a fire as well, Krista. I have on two jackets. You've got on like four. Yes, yes. And listen, we, we stopped here because they had a bar, to be honest with you. It's right but behind you. But they did not you. have a fire. They didn't have a fire in a 55-gallon drum. That's what they <laughs> needed. Okay, that's the only thing that makes it more. And I want to get a shot of this. This is Rick Allen's brother. We brought this is friends. Rick Allen's brother, Marv Allen, Allen over here. Yeah, we so he's pretty excited about it to have Rick's brother here. We that's have props. Cool. It is nice for Rick's brother to show yes. up. So. Are we gonna, are we gonna, we have props. We have props. By the way, there's folks the here started. from Texas, Louisiana, Kansas, and Missouri. So, do you know how to do this? Uh, I don't know, but we have we props. Have never we have never had. Whoa. Oh, oh, somebody got low Confetti cannon. Oh, oh, look at that. I should have shot it straight at you. I am pretty I sure that's going to go you. on the track for yeah. ARCA qualifying. Okay, that put out the really yellow. We put confetti on the track over there, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go check out the area because, by the way, they have seating for 30 here. In case you guys want to come down later, seating for 30 for the uh, for the guys here, a little hospitality area. There's a the bar yeah. you're talking about, Kyle. Look at this, look at the TV. This has to There's be the most. Hey, I'm on TV. I'm on TV right look there. At you. you are. Look at me. This has to be the most well put together bar I've seen at yes. a racetrack in a long time. This is really nice. Like you got the kegerator over here. You got the kegerator. You yes. got your uh, your mixed drinks here. Your whole side of mixed drinks as well. This is where you serve food, Kyle. This is where the car keys go when you come to a bar. Put them here. Don't drink and drive, people. I'm telling you, ever. Look at the grills he's got back. He's got yeah. two grills going back two there. Two grills. Let's go to the restroom area. Seating for 30. All right. Hey. I've been told the restroom Come on. area is outstanding. Let's, yeah, this is this is supposedly this is the most amazing area. This. Look at this. That's nice. Okay. Just for you people at home, at the racetrack, we call this the King's Throne. This is the King's Throne right here. Got a TV in there. Got all these. I don't even. Uh, are those race teams on the wall back there? Those aren't race teams? No, that's college football teams. Oh, college Kyle. football. I don't know. And by the way, we that. have golf over here. Do you know yeah, that? Yeah, we have golf. Let's yeah, go golf ski putt. Yeah, putt so ski. Putt ski is what you call it. We're going to putt and play ski place. ball, everyone. This is his place. This is gentleman right here. It's his stuff. Kyle, here. I'll, I'll give you honors. Do you get the T-box first? Ski. Give me a putt ski. If DJ was here, he would have the T-box first, okay? Okay, putt ski. Here, I'll hold your mic for you. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. I can beat you one hand. Right. Oh, no, well. no, no. Got to oh. get over that wooden thing, Kyle. Over it. All right, oh, 30 for 30. Kyle. I got 30. 30 for I Kyle. I got 30. You I didn't, did I didn't know I was I going for the low one. Too. Come All on. Right. <clears throat> Come on. By the way, I was playing football with Rick Allen's brother yes. earlier. Go. Do it. Have a very so, all right, see if I can get 50 here. Oh, I hate oh. that for you. I hate that for you. I really do. You, I hate that Stand for you right there. Way, Krista. <laughs> oh, I got 10. Man. Kyle got 30. Sorry, he man. wins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we do another one? Kyle, you know you're not hey, supposed to step in my line, from? right? Where are you from? North Kakalaki. He's from North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. The other folks here are from Independence, Kansas. Hey, there's 40. To count for my second yeah. shot or not? Did you say it? Did you? Yeah. Did so you say Chris, that was 40 or you want 40? Five different states here hanging out, and they have seating for 30. I know we mentioned that earlier. Yes. We're all invited later for dinner. Yes. Cooking a little barbecue. Let's go. We'll see you over here, Krista. Here's see I can't believe they gave you guys right, a cannon. I mean, I know it was just a confetti cannon. <laughs> it but didn't we work. Were, it all went on the racetrack. I said Krista. our goal is to not get fired before show 1001, and you guys are putting us putting it close. Yeah. And I knew that I wasn't exactly sure why we had them so early in the first segment, but now I understand they're at a bar. They're at a bar. We're <laughs> not going to see them later. That's good. Who's is this? Hey, you know who else is uh, no stranger to a good time? Our first guest, especially here at home, but this weekend he's focused on moving on to the playoffs. Clint Boyer is here making the climb atop the Peacock Pit Box. We'll be with him next.
it takes a lot of people to make this happen. We're going to show you some of the men and women who help bring NASCAR America to you every day. This is our crew at NBC Sports in Stamford, Connecticut, including the control room team. They got a cake. I told you there'd be cake. Uh, if you want to work in research, your name has to be Chris. Those are the three Chris's. Yeah, I wanted one of those jobs, but yeah. <laughs> And members of our tape and editing teams from highlights to sound bites, they do it all. A staple of NASCAR America has been showcasing home tracks. Let's show you some of the wildest scenes from grassroots racing across the country. DJ, I know you like the double-decker racing. Oh, isn't this great? But I think this be fantastic. I've never seen that. Is there a guy on the corner? Are there people at the top? Oh. Yeah. That's oh Twin God. Falls, Idaho, and then we're out in the snow in New Hampshire. <laughs> That's Speedway 51. Of course, you can uh, kiss a cow in Vermont. It's aggressive. Ken Squire <laughs> calls that a genuine Vermont beauty. South Alabama Speedway, they have the Rattler 250. Harrison nope. Burton. Even more aggressive. Now watch this. Yeah. Here's, watch. Watch Jeff Burton's move here. Even more aggressive. That's Adam the Grizzly Bear from Gallatin Speedway. <laughs> There's no way I'd stand in on that. And you can probably hear uh, our guest chiming in there, Clint Boyer. Uh, when he grew up racing at his home tracks, what, Lakeside, I-70? Right down the uh, road. Right down yeah. the road. Yeah. yeah, none of this even no. existed. No, you no. and this area have come a long way, Clint. Yeah, I remember so many days coming. You know, actually, a guy that I raced with actually did the uh, forestry service on this. It cleared all the, the uh, trees out of here, stuff like that. So, I mean, it, the, the story of Kansas Speedway really goes back way back in my career, my life, uh, watching this place go from not so good place to be in, to be honest with you. <laughs> Wyandotte County was a little rough back then. And, uh, you know, certainly putting this track in, in here and starting that piece of the puzzle and everything that's built up around it um, really has become a destination track for all of us in this sport. About being from here, I don't know how early you came out this week, but knowing the situation you're in, trying to get to the round of eight, yep. is it nice to be a, just around family and friends and not really focused on that all the time? You know, really, I mean, I, I don't know, everybody's different for me. The busier you are, the more you're not thinking about it, right? So uh, Monday we were in Vegas doing ride-alongs for Ford, came back here, went out, um, uh, you know, got home Tuesday night, back with the family. I dropped my wife and the kids off Sunday night after an 84 nice afternoon in Talladega. It's a 29 degrees and snowing when we landed here in Emporia. She was not very impressed, especially when I took back off to head to Vegas and left them kids there with her and my folks. Uh, so she wasn't very impressed. Wednesday, Cash and I went out and messed around with uh, the deer ground and stuff out in the Flint Hills. Talked to some farmers, just kind of chilled out. And then Thursday, went to the Austin, uh, you know, the F1 race down there and, and um, checked all that out. Was very, very impressed with not only the Haas, uh, you know, F1 teams that, that Gene has, but, uh, you know, the whole, the, the racetrack, the whole thing. I mean, it was really, really uh, impressive. I got to ask you just one thing before we move on to uh, Kansas. When you guys loaded up those cars to go to Dega, did y'all know that y'all were going to be that much faster than everybody else? Hey, or Dale was that, Jarrett. Now, when you got there and unloaded them, and y'all that was that, Dale Jr. fast. It was fast. I mean, that's how fast those cars were. We that's talk, Dale Jr. I know, fast. You know, you talk about being in your own zip code. I mean, that was you'd separated yourself completely from the rest of the field. Did you guys feel like y'all were going to be that good going into that race? You know, usually 
from my career and my experience in all of this, when it's that fast in, in qualifying stream, you're sitting there in the back of your mind going, oh boy, I don't know, man, this might not handle the best. You know, we've seen that with the Hendrick cars, you know, Jimmy and, and some of those cars are always bullets down there in qualifying and then get in the race and they really got their hands full. I kind of thought that that was going to be the case for us, but right off the bat when we were able to discipline ourselves, you know, have a strategy of letting each other in on the restarts, wasn't very good at it at first, got better at it as the race was, we perfected that as the race went on and then man when it come down to it there you're looking in the mirror and there's just a, there's four of us you know, I know. and i kind of peek out to see where the, <laughs> the the pack is it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller and then eventually you come on four i couldn't even see the pack i'm like oh my gosh this is awesome yeah. well it's kind of two weeks in a row i mean you had a lot of the same things i mean y'all ran one two three four at dover a lot of that race and i yeah. know things didn't turn out exactly quite as good there uh what does it say about this organization? You're, you guys are sitting here staring at half of the the round of eight with yes. four cars from Stuart Haas. Yeah, just very, uh, you know, proud. Everybody I know is so proud of, of the effort that they're putting in. I mean, they're going the extra mile. They're doing the extra work, and it's really paying off for us in the car. It makes us look good, makes our jobs easier when that thing handles. It's fast and everything else. Um, yes, you said it. I mean, had some bad luck, dug ourselves in a hole at the end of that race with a loose wheel, and things uh, didn't go our way at Dover. Go into a wild card race a little bit nervous like Talladega and, and needed a big day and boy did we get it. You guys had, had a great year. Last year was your first season with Stuart Haas. A little bit of a struggle. Did you talk to Eric and he coming into this season about what to expect how to be a good teammate in that organization. Yeah, and you know, somebody asked me that same question earlier and I thought a lot about it since I answered that one. I'm gonna try to do a little bit better <laughs> job. Yes, I talked to Eric to answer your first part of your question. Uh, we talked a lot, you know, I was uh, excited for him because I knew what it was like. I mean, this was his opportunity that he's never had before. Um, boy, did he come in and answer that call and has really done a good job of studying and, and working hard and leaning on his teammates. I mean, he's got two champions of the sport. Um, He's got that other guy, some lunatic in a 14 car, but, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick, a champion of the sport. Kurt Busch, a champion of the sport. The same two guys that I learned from. And really, when I look at this year versus last year, back to that conversation I had with Eric, I knew we were, we finally were, were behind and, and had, we were past the growing pains of last year, of the new manufacturer and the new, everything that goes with that. You know, the, the aero platform and the database and literally the list went on and on and on. It seemed like last year, every single time you went to the racetrack you felt like you was in a different car you know every now and then you'd hit every now and then you just couldn't get comfortable with it and you'd be way out to lunch this year it's been totally different and i thought that it was going to be that way i told eric it was going to be that way with the drivers are all working together the crew chiefs are all working together made some changes within the organization personnel wise that really really made the difference um greg zippadelli brett fruit all those guys i mean those the changes they made in the off season were the changes that you really did deep down feel like that's what needed to happen they made those changes and boy did it make all the difference in the world well one thing you can say about that lunatic who drives that 14 car <laughs> is he doesn't shy away from telling you how he feels even in the middle of a race over the last 1,000 shows some of the best boyerisms have made their way into scan all let's take a listen we've got a new leader for the first time today Clint Boyer all clear you have a little wave appreciate you he's flipping me off ah! uh, you ready to be flipping him off we have to pick up up here. Thanks, Zippy gives me hazard pay for this. You mean we pay you? We are now under the red flag. Still awake in there, Cupcake? Good God. Are rebuilding the track back there? I went from eating long johns yesterday to I can take my shirt off today. 
I probably wouldn't do that. Was we supposed to pit there? Yeah, should have pitted there, but we can pit next time. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was daydreaming. <laughs> Spotter must have been signing autographs. Get damn clothes off and get to dancing. Why do you need no clothes to do that? I don't know. It's more fun when you're partying naked. Would you well, like to explain yourself? Yeah, I, I guess I have to uh, put uh, insert foot here. Um, you know, you gotta have fun doing this. I have to have fun doing it anyway. I, anything in life, uh, whether it's a, you can call this a job if you want to. It's never been a job for me. Maybe one year in my whole career, it's been a job. You know what I mean? This year has been so much fun. It's you're back giddy to get back to the racetrack. You're back. Uh, you know, you're you're literally chomping at the bit Wednesday to Thursday. Your focus is all about man. Let's get back to the track. Want to get in that car. Want to see. What what we got for practice um, back home in Kansas. No different. You know, you're coming here. You're not worried about these playoffs or anything else. You want to get in that race car and go out there and attack this racetrack and do good for your hometown crowd. You know what else he's excited about, right, guys? Yeah. Sunday, Sunday night? Yeah. Little football game. Absolutely, man. I got my home's jersey all picked out. Uh, I already have my tickets. I, know. My, I got a parking pass. That's a yeah. big deal oh, when that airhead. I'm going to go there, too. You know, uh, you're going? I'm going. Oh, I, bet my, I bet I parked behind him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. go ahead and do us a favor. Will you read the promo yeah, for Sunday Night Football? Yes, are you ready? Football? I'm going to give it a try. Sunday Night Football is coming to Kansas City, baby. Showtime. Patrick Mahomes and my Chiefs host Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals at Arrowhead. Coverage starts at 7 Eastern with Football Night in America. Kickoff at 820, only on NBC. And you can bet your butt I'm going to be there. <laughs> awesome. See, I couldn't have done it like that. Yeah, we no, had the right man for the job no, no, there. That was good. Yeah, we got the right person. <laughs> Thanks, Clint, for coming out. Thanks, guys. Have fun. Us. Enjoy the weekend. All right. Hey, let's see what Marty and uh, Kyle. Uh, Marty and Kyle are going to, we're going to check in with them in just a little bit because Jimmy Johnson's here. Oh, so sorry, oh, Marty yeah. and Kyle get bumped for seven time. That only, that's only fair. Right? Jimmy's coming up here next. Proving he's determined to go for three championships in a row. This will help as he wins today at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. Good job, guys. Good job, Jimmy. That's what you call points, Raven. Getting them all. <laughs> That's the way you get all of them. Lead the most laps. Take that win. Well, that was on this day 10 years ago. One guy up here on the pit box likes it, one guy doesn't. I was actually liking it. Sort of. You yeah. have a look on your face, though. Like, really, of all clips I know. to show? I remember when I went over there to drive for you guys, I was thinking, I'm going to finally have a shot at winning Martinsville because I felt like I was pretty good there, and then I knew I was going to be in the best cars, but I forgot that you were good there, too. That's turned out to be a good spot. It's hard to beat over there around that time. Yeah, that was yeah. a good stretch of time. It took me getting lapped by Tony Stewart to figure the place out. Yeah. Enough. Got that race coming up soon. You looking forward to it? Man, I am. Uh, Dover, I was really excited for, and clearly we had an issue before I ever took the green, which which was a major bummer. And, uh, you know, I think Texas and Martinsville are probably the two best tracks I have left uh, to try to get this winless streak. Is that the first time that you've ever not been able to start a race because of a mechanical issue? I think so. I, I, Mark Martin got me at Talladega that one year, but we still were able to get to pit lane and get it fixed and start the official race. But I didn't know what the heck happened. I thought I ripped the splitter off the car or something just just merging onto the racetrack and end up being that ball joint. Yeah. So you, you'd 
that coming on the heels of what happened at the Roval. I mean, it looked like you might have opportunity to get that win this year for that. And so the disappointment of that, and then you don't even get to start there. No. <laughs> How do you get your mind around this, Jimmy? I mean, I know you've done this for a long time, and you have to be really strong mentally to do the things that you've been able to do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly been a very challenging year and probably two years if I really look at it. Um, but when I look back over my career, there are very challenging moments that uh, helped shape me in the man I am and the driver I am and led to the championships that I've won. So there's a lesson in all this, and I just can't wait to get out ahead of this and reflect back and see what that is. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I feel like we're getting closer. You uh, just made an announcement that you're going to have a new crew chief next year. Kevin Meandering's coming on board. He's coming back up to HMS where he used to be an engineer for me. And I won a lot of races as a guy. I know how smart he is. Have you guys had a lot of time to talk and, and get, you know, kind of an idea of what working together is going to be like next year? Yeah, Kevin, as much as he can, obviously he has his responsibilities with Elliot and the one car on the JRM side, but he's he's been putting in some time and getting to know the guys. I've spent time with him. Uh, last weekend was an off weekend for those guys, and uh, he was um, in the shop during the weekend and trying to stay connected to what was going on here at the racetrack. So I'm really looking forward to it. And of course, worked alongside uh, of Kevin for many years as he was your your lead engineer, and excited about uh, this you know this fresh start for myself and also for Chad. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for him. We'll William, you look at Darian moving into his role. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces to this, and uh, it's going to be exciting here for us next year. Yeah, I'm sure that you and Chad really envisioned that this wouldn't ever come to that because you had so much success. But you know, it far outlived the majority True. Uh, by far <laughs> uh, as to what you can do. But when you think about what else there is, I know that an eighth championship is there, but a lot of people uh, along the way would say, you know, I've had enough, people are questioning me, I don't have anything to really prove them. But what what drives you every day when you get up? Um, I don't know what it is, but it's there. I mean, it's just me. Uh, you know, I don't have anything to prove to anyone else. And of course, social media is full of a, very, a bunch of very nice people who like to say nice oh, things yeah. all the time. So, uh, you know, my, my desire to race and compete is the same as when I started. It's what I love to do. And, and uh, that, that hasn't changed a bit. And I know our results haven't been um, what we expect of the 48 the last couple of years. And that's led to where, where we're at now, where Chad and I are going to separate and go different directions. Um, but we, as you pointed out, we've lived, our, our relationship's gone on a lot longer than any other and I think there's really a moment here that we need to celebrate that relationship and and both Chad and I and Mr. Hendrick looked at each other and said look you know a fresh start won't hurt like you know this has lasted longer than we ever thought what's wrong with a fresh start and that's you know a part of the process leading to where we are today it wasn't easy we've been dealing with this for the last couple of months um, but it's you know it's nice to have it behind us and we can finish out the year strong and then gear up for next year yeah I was reading some of your comments uh, through this whole process where you're talking about uh, you know, you're not thinking about retirement, and even when you do stop racing full time, you probably will race other race cars or do other things. What other motorsports or types of cars? Maybe you've driven some already, but what are some of the other things out there that interest you that you might find yourself getting involved in? Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in any and all. I think the things that I'm probably going to steer away from would be fast ovals in an open wheel car. I yeah. just, you know, I have an agreement with my wife and family that I wouldn't do that, you know, at a certain point in my life. And so I think the Indian 500 is probably off the table unless they develop a halo system or something like that. But um, I just want to think outside of the box. I would love to race sports cars. I'd like to try an Indy car. Um, 24 hours of Le Mans. 24 hours would be great. And 
they need a U.S. driver in Formula One, so why not that? I don't know. I'm just hey. throwing stuff out there. So I, I want to race. Um, I will continue to race for a long, long time. Um, 39 races in the Cup Series. You know, at some point in the future, I want to step down from that, but I'm far from uh, hanging up the helmet full time. Yeah, when you and Chad started, you I, I don't you probably envisioned winning, but you didn't know when it might start and how long it may go, and no idea to take seven championships. But as you look to next year with Kevin, uh, do you have expectations as to where you think you will be at the beginning of that year and how long it may take that relationship to get to the point of, of being competitive week in and week out? Yeah, everything we've talked about is winning races and winning a championship. Um, I think the history that I have with Kevin, the company has with Kevin, um, we, we all know that's the expectations and where we're at. And this isn't a decision being made just to like, you know, make it a couple more years and call it good. This this is a decision to go out and win races and win championships. So, um, you know, that's still very much in our DNA is the 48. And I think Chad has a lot of pride in the team that he's created and built. And, um, you know, we're going to carry on that that philosophy, then put Kevin's twist on it, and let Kevin lead that team as he sees fit. And then Chad will, you know, take on his experiences to a you know 24 car. I'm going to take that a step further. We've documented really uh, a whole season of how the Chevy teams have struggled with the new Camaro. You guys are starting to uh, find some speed, get some consistency, get the results. Chase has won some races. Where do you feel like? the Chevrolet car is as a vehicle going into next season and where is HMS as a company? Well, first of all, I'm excited for next year because it's it's going to be a, a whole new set of rules and a whole new race to figure out who's got the best stuff. So I think within that's a big opportunity for our company and we're, we're working very hard to get on top of that. This year and the way the rules work and the way bodies are submitted, the way parts and pieces are submitted, you know, you're, you're, you have what you have. And um, the nine car and the 42 car both have, have done well. And uh, until we start out running them, we've just got to, you know, keep our heads down and, and keep working hard. And, um, you know, I, I do see our entire company getting stronger. And that's very exciting to see. And hopefully we can get Chase, uh, you know, to victory lane and homestead and make him the champion. Jimmy, you've won races and championships with different types of cars, amount of downforce, all kinds of different scenarios, point systems, everything. When you look at the sport right now, it is, is it as competitive as you've ever known it uh, throughout your career and it, with stage racing and everything that, that takes place now? I think so, and I think stage racing has taken it to a whole new level of, uh, of competition. Um, we don't know who's going to survive, you know, this this next round of eliminations. We don't know who the final four will be. And at this point in years past, we had a pretty good idea who the one or two guys would be going into Homestead. So it, it has completely changed the game. Um, stage racing has kind of taken things out of my sweet spot of logging four or 500 miles and being there at the end when it counted. And that philosophy, uh, we don't even think we have a stage point this year yet, which which would really hurt us if we were um, still alive in the playoffs. So the, the game has changed tremendously, and uh, and I love the challenge. Looking forward to getting on top of it. Well, I like what you said, too, about don't focus on the separation when it comes to you and Chad. Focus on the celebration of what you guys were able to achieve. <laughs> it's been That's a long, great amazing. run. It's been yeah. amazing. It sure has. Well, thank you for taking some time. Yeah, coming over here. It's our yeah. 1,000th show. You were a part. I know all your part achievements. Are, man. I'm going to put us all in the street. We are all old. <laughs> We've been around a long time to see a thousand shows and everything else. I'll yeah. take that back a little bit. Y'all aren't old. One of us is, but y'all are doing a great job. I'm going to let you point that out. <laughs> well, I know Jimmy's going to go. Uh, Dale Jr., you need to go because you're going to get That's ready right. to go call qualifying. So we're going to throw it over again. We're trying not to get fired today. Marty and Kyle, I don't know if they're going to help us out. Where are you guys? No, we're doing good. Yes. We played a little cornhole. You and I won. We beat Rick yes. Allen's brother, right? 
There's eight. There's 803 fans here. You can't see them all, but there's 803 <laughs> fans here. Hey, we found some folks in Minnesota, folks here from seven states around us right now. Kyle has a confetti cannon. Yes. We all should watch out for that. More to come with NASCAR America here in just a moment. You guys having fun? Yes. Congratulations, NASCAR America, on your 1,000th episode. My only question is, how many times has Kyle said, let me say this? 803 times. Is that the answer, <laughs> Kyle? 803. We're doing a segment 803 right now. <laughs> is that where we're at in the rundown? Yes. I think so. I think like it's 803. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, we are, Chris. By the way, we found friends from seven different states right here. You guys say hi to everyone at home. Woo! There you go. They're cheering. But we found friends from three... River Falls in Minnesota. 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 Yeah, we were told Minnesota. Minnesota is not correct. Minnesota. And they're taking Emma to her first ever yes. NASCAR race. Now, they woke you up and surprised you yesterday morning? Yeah, way too early. And, and you're a huge Brad Keselowski fan, right? Yes. So you're excited to be here this weekend. So yes. you guys really want Brad to come to this we space. We really need Brad to come to this space. This is, I don't know what the space is. We really need Brad to come to this space so that we can close the loop on this story and we'll put it on race day. Uh, we'll put it on our countdown yeah. to green. We'll do okay. it then. So let's do that. So y'all get him over here. I don't know him. I've never met him. I've <laughs> never met him. And I don't know what that guy's doing in that Jimmy. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.